Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Work, where Gina Killey and I grill luminaries from around the um, HR technology industry. Today, we're blessed to have Thomas Otter, who is general partner at Acadian Ventures um, and a longtime resident of the HR technology space, one of the smartest people in the business. Thomas, how are you? Oh, not too bad. Thanks, John. It's... Uh... It's wet and raining here in Germany, but um, other than that, always good. So tell me about Acadian Ventures and what it's like to be a general partner now rather than a, a, a normal human. So, yeah. So about a year ago, I moved to the to some people say the dark side to venture capital. As I say to my kids, I'm a venture capitalist during the week and a venture socialist at the weekend. Um, but um, yeah, so, so what we basically do at Acadian is we... We invest in in technology companies, essentially building the future of work. We do early stage uh, investments in HR tech and future work companies, uh, really around the world. Uh, we've done investments in Canada, in uh, the US, in Mexico, uh, in the UK, in um, Belgium, uh, in uh, Germany, in France, quite a few in France actually, and uh, Malaysia. And also recently we did one in Kenya. So, oh. um, oh. yeah, we are super interested in the in the, the companies that will build the technologies that we hope will make the workplace uh, fairer, um, more exciting, and ultimately more productive. So tell me about a couple of those technologies. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a rich, not very well colored in circle in the, in the map. So, so what are you looking at? So, so... We we are we we Jason who my partner who set up the firm uh, initially realized that there wasn't really a, a venture capitalist firm that was purely focused on the future of work. There were plenty of you know experienced broader uh, broader stroke investors, but no one really really sort of hammering on the niche. And it's interesting because there when you think about it, there are three point two billion people in the world that work. And um, let's argue for the sake of the mass that half of those are informal work, right? They're in, so in other words, where they are, where there's some form of regulation. And so, you know, there, there needs to be a massive of, you know, masses of technology and stuff to support, to support that work. And some of that technology today works okay. And some of it's pretty dismal. And so we believe there's a, you know, there's a massive opportunity for, for, um, you know, technologies that, that, that improve, uh, you know, improve work. So, you know, to pick out a couple, I'll, I'll first maybe I'll pick up on the Kenyan investment company called WorkPay. Uh, we invest in WorkPay uh, because we felt like, um, well, we realized that there's a, a wave of, you know, strengthening regulation across Africa. So many of the African countries are strengthening their, their uh, payroll compliance and their HR compliance. And uh, this is a space that, uh, uh, large international vendors vendors have largely ignored, and there's opportunity for strong local vendors to uh, emerge and build solutions that serve the needs of those, you know, serve the needs of those those uh, local markets for for uh, HR and payroll. So that's that's an example of of an investment we did in in Africa with in, in Kenya with with WorkPay, and they plan to grow across across uh, sub-Saharan uh, sub-Saharan Africa. Um, another investment we did recently, I actually went to visit them yesterday in France, it's a company called Figures. And Figures are doing real-time compensation analysis. 
And so basically what Figures does is it um, uh, extracts real-time information from your HR systems, obviously with your permission, and benchmarks that uh, aggregates, uh, anonymizes, and benchmarks that in real time against uh, hundreds or thousands of other companies doing the same thing. So, um, uh, and that we believe will will really, really help drive pay transparency uh, and and help solve you know some of the you know some of the challenges we have in pay fairness and in in in, in pay um, yeah in pay transparency uh, in part of a response to I think an interaction in response to the regulatory. Uh, environments around around uh, pay disclosure, but also I think just makes sensible, strong, you know, interesting business practice. Um, another vendor, um, so I keep seem keep seem going on about France at the moment, but I I, I was in I was in Paris yesterday, so uh, I also saw uh, another um, uh, uh, a company that we work with that we invested in called Fifty, um, and Fifty essentially came out of some very deep. Uh, research in France around nudging and um, uh, driven by a guy called, called Oliver Sibony. And uh, he works, he's worked quite closely with quite a lot of the research in the US that's gone around nudging. And um, the idea here, the Alexia Cordia, who's the CEO, founder of this company, really came across the problem that we have often in performance management and in, in training is not so much doing the performance management itself or the training exercise itself, it's driving an intelligent follow-on from that activity. So, you know, very interesting using applying uh, nudge theory and AI to to drive um, sort of compelling follow-ons from, uh, you know, from interventions like performance management or from a training course. And, you know, that's at super traction in France. Um, we are with, you know, many of the large French multinationals now deploying that uh, Deploying that solution. That's just a couple I could talk to. Another one would probably out of Belgium would be TechWolf, uh, which we think is the most interesting skills, um, you know, skills vendor in the world. Um, you know, basically again coming out of deep research this time from Cambridge in the UK um, on um, skills matching, and you know we think that's probably the most interesting skills um, uh, skills play in the you know in the market. Of course, we're biased, and then one that relates, I think, super closely to what we've been talking about at the moment about AI is a vendor called CopyLeaks um, out of uh, Connecticut and Israel. And um, that's a tool that helps with uh, with uh, plagiarism and uh, copyright infringement. And um, we think that's got a big implications in, in, in training, in learning, uh, in education, um, and and so that's that's also been an interesting um, an interesting uh, recent investment for us, and we've had investments in. Oh God, I could keep going on. Sorry, let me stop. I, no, I'm I, I'm fascinated. I'll tell you one of the things that's jumping out at me, Thomas, and of course, it's one of the reasons we're so grateful to have you on on the podcast. You know, I think those of us in the U.S. have this very myopic view of where innovation emanates from. Mm -hmm. And and you've just talked about, you know, you've talked about Kenya, you've talked about uh, France, you've talked about Belgium, um, uh, copy leaks, you know, a shared, uh, a shared uh, Israel and Connecticut. Fascinating that so much innovation is coming from from outside the US market. And, and I'm just curious if if there's a reason for that. Well, again, we go back to that 
to that point, about 3.2 billion people at work, right? You know, and, you know, not all the clever ones are in Silicon Valley, you know, like great though Silicon Valley is, you know, there's, you know, there's like tremendous innovation really, you know, really everywhere you look. And, and, and what, what's changed is I think over the last couple of years has been access to capital for these people, for these people outside of the, you know, outside of the US because, you know, raising money in the US, you know, since venture capital started has been relatively easy raising money in, you know, these other markets, the, the, the innovation in, in venture capital um, uh, is really, really sort of starting really to flow in Europe and, and in the, you know, in the emerging markets, um, you know, there's been, you know, doing a lot of work at the moment in Africa and the, the growth of VC in Africa is super exciting because it's providing, you know, it's providing opportunity for those founders to, 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 you know, to build new, you know, new innovative companies because, you know, to build, you know, to build companies, you need capital, you know, often you don't always need capital, but, but often you do. And, and I think access to capital is a big part of what's, you know, what's, uh, what's changed. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, I think there's been, you know, on the technology side of things, um, uh, yeah, a lot of what we do in HR tech is applied technology, right? We're not, you know, welding chips together and doing, you know, fundamental deep engineering uh, breakthrough research. We're doing, a, we're taking existing technologies and applying them to an HR problem. So, you know, software as a service, for instance, the databases, the, the cloud computing, these infrastructures um, are available largely globally now. So the, you know, access to processing power, um, access to bandwidth, access to, to, to infrastructure has become much easier now. And, um, you know, many parts of the world that argue that the infrastructure is probably better than it is in the U S. So, so, um, yeah. yeah, all these things are, I think, creating, a, uh, an opportunity, uh, for innovation outside of, you know, outside of, you know, typically the, 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 uh, the U S and it's, it's really just fascinating to see, you know, the amount of activity, you know, you go like, you know, you go to Berlin or Paris or Stockholm or London or Dublin, you know, or Lisbon. And, and there is, you know, everywhere you go, you find interesting, uh, startups and, and there are, you know, even like taking the example of Ghent in Belgium, there are half a dozen fascinating HR tech startups in, coming out of Ghent in, uh, you know, in Belgium, which is, uh, you know, it's a beautiful town, but you wouldn't think of it as this, this hotspot of, you know, HR tech innovation, but yes, yet there it is, you know, um, so there's lots going on. It's 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 fascinating to discover this, and you know, as an investor, it's these, it's going places or fields where where other investors are perhaps not so focused, which which creates opportunity for for us as a fund. So I have a I have almost the opposite of Gene's perspective on on the list that you, that you wandered through. I was surprised how incremental those things sound to me. Um, and, and I wonder if, you know, the, the, I think in the course of this conversation, we're going to get to chat GPT. And it Mm -hmm. seems to me that we are in a time when the future of work is not an incremental thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I wonder, I wonder if you might talk a little bit about, uh, the difference between a speculative logarithmic 
rate of change in the future and the sort of incremental moves that the companies that you're investing in are making over existing processes and procedures. That that seems to be a smart investment strategy, right? It's conservative and it takes account of the variables in the marketplace, but I wonder if the market is moving fast enough so that there's some risk in being that conservative. Well, we like risk. I mean, that's what we do as as VCs. We look for, you know, we look for, um, you know, we base our work on what's called the power law. So we look, when we make an investment, we, we want to, you know, invest say hypothetically, you know, 500,000 in a company. And then, you know, in five years, five to seven years time, we want them to come back and give us 50 million, you know. And in order to do that, you know, we've got to grow, you know, you've got to grow massive, um, those companies that would have grown to two two massive, um, you know, massive businesses. And um, look, disruption, I think, is in the, you know, it is in the eye of the, you know, the, the, the eye of the beholder. But, you know, we feel like the companies we we're investing in, we don't really see them as being incremental. We don't see them as being um, uh, the same as we see them often. You know, um, replacing and disrupting um, you know incumbent um, you know incumbent vendors. Um, uh, you know, and you know, um, you know, if you look at how you know, taking the example of even something like 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 uh, WorkPay, if you look at how they're architecturing and building the HR products, they're building them on the very, very latest technologies and they're uh, building in ways that I think might actually even be disruptive outside of the context of, you know, the context of the, of the sub-Saharan African, you know, the African uh, use case. So I, I, would, I would disagree that these things aren't, uh, um, you know, these things aren't disruptive. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, we could debate a long time about what disruptive is, but 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 I want to move you to to Chat GPT because that is to me to me we're at this pivotal moment where, um, like all of the major changes that have come before it, um, everything you know is going to evolve pretty rapidly from here based on based on what you can see in the primitive models that are out on the streets right mm-hmm. now. It's certainly the case that every tech CEO that I've spoken with in the last month has some closeted project to build a um, uh, yeah. chat GPT function in their thing. But, uh, but the same CEOs when you took them three years ago had a closet project to do some awesome thing on blockchain. So, you know, let's... Uh, but this is a blockchain. This is a blockchain. There are there are obvious immediate use cases, and the the thing about blockchain was there was nothing but hypothesis, and there is there is instantaneous reality here, and so um, and and a clear development path to logarithmic improvements in the functionality of the thing that's going to. Um, Destroy yeah. content marketing, I, and it's I'm, going to. I'm I'm torn a bit on 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 oh. GPT from a from a couple of lang- from a couple of angles. Um, you know, this is just. You know, I go back to you know I go back to 1966 for a moment and talk about Joseph Wiesenbaum and and and, and Eliza. Um, you know, for the listeners that don't know the 
the inards of computer science history. Joseph Eisenbaum was a um, originally he was a German refugee who who ended up at at uh, 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 MIT, and you know many people would argue that he was the founder of the of the chatbot and of the of you know and a major pioneer, if not the pioneer of you know artificial you know artificial intelligence. And um, I'll I'll read what he said in 1966, and I think it still rings true to some extent. Uh, what I had not realized is that an extremely that extremely short exposures to a relatively simple computer program could induce powerful delusional thinking in quite normal people. Um, I love so, it. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is. On the one hand, it's doing a really nice job of 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 transposing information into readable, you know, into into you know bearable text. Okay, but I've not yet read anything that written by GPT that I actually enjoy reading. But but I don't think you represent the masses. I, I do. I do think that there's digestibility uh, in in, in what it spits out, and that's why it, it, content marketing is an area, for example, to be that needs to be concerned. I don't about. think we. But the problem is we don't have a shortage of content marketing. We have an excess of content marketing. So the problem, the the challenge, I, I think GTP, you know, I think it's super, super, super fascinating, interesting at a technological level, and I think the whole open AI. Uh, constellation is super interesting. Or you know, you you read one article it's a non-profit, and the other you read another article it's not a non-profit. But yeah. but as a as a business model, it's you know it's fascinating. It's not open source, and it's not open, but it's but it but it's super fascinating. You know, it's a super fascinating business construct. And I think as a model with the you know and and the way that 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 technically uh, the solution has been architected. I think is you know is you know supremely clever. The way it's been funded and the way it's been put together, I think it's it's fantastic. And I think you know super clever move. You know, especially by Microsoft and you know some of the other Reed Hoffman and mm -hmm. some of the others involved in this. I think the whole construct is is you know is super you know is is uh, you know is super you know super fascinating. But I think the problem that we to be to be a, a bit of a sort of play play that the, our problem is. Yeah, no one woke up this morning and said there's not enough marketing material, right? Yeah, I don't know anyone. No, no, but, but a whole bunch of people woke up and said the marketing material is too expensive. Uh, a whole bunch of people woke up and said it's too expensive, oh. and this is a price bottoming, not a not a a net quality improvement. This is it went from being expensive to cheap overnight. Um. Yeah, um, yeah, I think. But again, when you start, when you actually read it, right? A lot of the stuff that produced is produced by 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 these tools is is coherent nonsense. Right, it's a coherent. Lot of, a lot of the stuff produced by the people you and I know as analysts is coherent sure. nonsense. I, I, you, you know, the coherent nonsense is is what we get in the newspaper every day. So so. Um, well, we don't. What I'm arguing is that that let's not get so excited about this because we're not actually solving a problem. Yeah, it's just creating more. We're just we're just automating. We're automating. We're automating making content, which is 
which is, you know, not not really going to make our lives better, not going to make our lives more interesting. And, you know, I think as we look to these technologies, you know, it's a shame that that the people that have, you know, that are looking to exploit, use these technologies, you know, are using them to, to sort of use your words, to do this incremental thing, which is create more, you know, create more content, you know, create more marketing content. You know, I don't, I don't want to see a poem about ERP. You know, I don't want to see the, how this thing can write yet more, more inane commentary about digital transformation. You know, I, I think we could be just doing so much more interesting things with these technologies than, than, than what we're currently doing. So I'm, so I'm, I'm excited about the potential for these technologies. What I'm not excited about yet is what we've been, you know, what we've been doing with them in the in the few months that they've been. Well, it's a bit longer than that, but in the few months that 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 uh, that, that you know, GPT has been available. Uh, GPT three has been available in the chat form. It, it's not it's not thrilled me yet. I've not seen anything that I've said. You know, wow, that that's 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 really that's that's really got me excited. I've not seen a a startup pitch yet where 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 this is going to be you know truly transformative i can imagine it undermining um or, or improving um uh, a lot of the the chat technology we have today in organizations you know i think it's going to move you know i was frustrated with the first wave of chatbots but i think they they only answered half the question you know, and then as soon as the question got more complicated, you had to go and speak to a, you had to get on the phone and speak to a human being and probably explain all the things you already had in the conversation <laughs> with the chatbot. So we're going to see. I think we're going to see a lot of improvements with the uh, with um, um, uh, with user interfaces through through this and with and with um, um, uh, the whole sort of the conversational UI is going to going to go from you know, the, the great failure of the last 10 years into something that's going to be, I think, I think productive and, and, and effective. And, you know, I think it's going to make for a whole lot of evolution now in search. I think it's going to, there's going to be a whole lot of things that are going to get excited about from, from this, but, but, you know, having, you know, automating the, the writing of marketing materials for me is not a good, is not a, is not, you know, a public good. It's a, you know, it's a public evil. But, but, you know, you know, I've, so I've been running experiments for about a month and I can duplicate the output of a whole bunch of HR tech vendors uh, with the um, same level of quality that you find in interview questions or skills constructs or the sort of junk that's dominating the HR tech landscape now. I can get answers out of this system that are useful in those places. It's not just content marketing. It's um, the very construct of how ideas get turned into value um, that makes it possible. So I was, I was talking with a Deloitte analyst this morning, and we've got a bet. We're going to pick a topic that neither of us have thought about. And they're going to write a white paper about it. And I saying I can do what they can do in a day if I use chat GPT as my backbone. And I think that's mm -hmm. probably right. Right. So the aggressive creation 
of new and interesting content that is productive, that makes work happen faster, is already here. It's already here. It's not just content marketing. Content marketing will be the first thing to fall, but mm -hmm. all of the systems that are based on the idea that I have an exclusive hold on information in the narrative form um, are vulnerable to this thing in the very immediate term. Mm -hmm. Well, that includes lawyers. So, you know, this isn't just content marketing. This is going to impact professionals such as attorneys. Sure, but you're, you're, I think that's, we've had this, we've been through this cycle before, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, you know, people were predicting that, you know, AI was going to put lawyers out of business, you know, lawyers out of business, you know, um, uh, 10, 15, even 20 years ago. And yes, think some things are going to change, and they're going to change. Then they're going to change, um, uh, you know, quite dramatically. But but the the quality of the of the you know the output of these tools is in, is typically dependent on the on the you know on the quality of the you know the information you know the information um, um, and the data that they're being that they're being based on. So that. The AI cannot be better than the than the than the source of data upon which it is based. All right, that's just an immutable. That's just a mutable. That's right. No, that's, that's absolutely right. That's, that's, that's absolutely immutable. right. So if you you know if you take taking you know let's take if we take the chat GP we take take uh, 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 the chat uh, uh, tool at the moment. It's based on a uh, uh, a database that hasn't been updated for two years. Right. So none of the data in, in GP chat has been updated in two years. It's a set, it's a set fixed uh, uh, set of long, long form text that has existed for, for uh, existed for two years. And deliberately they've not, they've not, you know, updated it. And I think when these technology can be, can be uh, pointed at, at newer, uh, newer data sources, it's going to be super, super, super interesting. But, you know, right now we'd be, you know, cautious of, of, basing too much on 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 you know on on this on this great experiment of GPT chat. It's a super experiment and you know again congrats to the open AI time for doing it. But let's 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 be a little bit I, I'm looking for a little bit of caution here in part because you know the quality of the quality and 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 um um uh verification and so on of the data sources upon which these tools have been you know, being um, uh, built, I think is is you know is problematic. And but isn't that isn't yeah. isn't that every time you look at a disruption that matters, it always looks to be cheap and shoddy um, in its earliest oh. form. That's why that's why it moves so quickly. I don't, I don't think we're disagreeing here, but I'm I'm just I'm just not excited at all about about having more shit in my inbox written by. Written, you know, yeah, written by whether it's written by a machine or whether it's written by a human being, I, I, I want less of it, not more of it. So the excitement that I've seen around around that oh that this this changes, then you know this changes the face of content marketing. I'm like okay, it doesn't doesn't really, you know, doesn't really um, uh, excite me. I'm looking for I'm looking for more compelling use cases than than than. You know the the ones that are that are that are filling my headlines, um, filling my headlines today. 
So interesting. And I know we're almost at time. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll be candid in my line of business. Uh, you know, I'm using it to beat writer's block. It's, it's a great, it's a great tool to, you know, much the way you would use Google. It's a great, great way to kind of jumpstart the process, jumpstart the thinking. Um, I agree that we don't want to just copy and paste. It's uh, otherwise it's more pablum and none of us need that. Mm-hmm. Um, John, did you want to add to, to uh, Thomas's observations before we oh, wrap this you know, episode? You know, what, you know what, I, I like, I like leaving it with Thomas having the last word. I think, I think um, um, <laughs> there's nothing like um, a voice of um, this is, this gets, this gets back to my, my assessment of the um, um, investment portfolio, which is, mm-hmm. which is, it seems conservative to me. And, this is a conservative view, and there's not enough voice being given to conservative views um, in this particular um, moment. Um, so and I think it's kind of unusual. Perhaps I'm bristling at the word conservative for a second. I, but, yeah. I, I know. I, I, bet, I bet you hardly ever get called conservative. I'm, I'm kind of relishing the, <laughs> the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I would. Yeah, I'm going to. What I'm doing with. When I think about 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 this, I'm as you know, as an investor, I'm not sitting here imagining the use cases. Um, that's that's what we want from the. That's what I want to see from the from the entrepreneurs, and and I'm really really excited to see where this goes. And you know, I have a. You know, when I look at some of the the stuff we've been doing with with AI, people will will say, "Oh, that's not very exciting," and that's part of the reason why I like it. Because I have a phrase that I've been using, which is "deep science, modest AI," and I quite like that. I want to see things that are that are that are that are grounded. When I look at AI, I want to see 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 things that are that are grounded and that and that that work. And that that provide a productivity improvement or improvement in data quality or some some step forward, but you know I'm skeptical that this is going to replace lawyers. I'm skeptical this is going to replace psychiatrists and psychologists. I'm skeptical that's going to re- replace a compensation expert, right? Because every time you look at it and you start to play with it a little bit longer. It comes up with crab, and let me give you an example. My my, I was talking to my daughter, who's who's um, you know one of my daughters, and and she said, "Oh, I've got this funny thing to show you." Me, and she showed me a a TikTok about AI uh, crochet patterns. Right, so you know where where you you give AI an image and it turns it into a crochet pattern, and you make the 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 crochet from the following the you know there's like a there's like a you know this different type of stitches and you follow it like much like a programming language but for crochet and um you know this this clever AI thing really really got uh, you know these images completely wrong and so people actually made them just for fun to show how bad <laughs> the AI image yes. generation was for for crochet for crochet you know for crochet patterns so you know I'm just like Show me something small and awesome before you tell me that it's going to save the 
you know, save the world. Show me something that 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 that, that is able to have you know meaningful, accurate, and accurate and effective contribution. Right, I'd love that. Right, don't tell me that this is going to replace this is going to replace lawyers. You know, let's maybe one day it will, and maybe that's like a super big bet we can make that yes, one day this is going to replace lawyers. But show me how it replaces. You know. Smaller things, smaller tasks, really, really uh, consistently and accurately. Before you promise me that it's gonna, that's gonna, you know, um, that it's gonna take us to Mars. Well, and on that note, <laughs> thank if you're you so out there and you've got an awesome startup doing something on 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 <laughs> uh, on AI, and you want to prove me wrong, then please. Please phone me and tell me why. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, shameless plug for. <laughs> shameless well, plugging is what I do these days. <laughs> well, we applaud what you do and what Jason is doing. It's just amazing. I love your work in Kenya, by the way. I'm very excited by that. I've uh, long um, watched the African continent and know of its tremendous potential that is untapped. Yeah, um, so much cool stuff coming out of Africa. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just can't wait. Yeah. Anyone listening, I hope that they are starting to pay attention. It's really important. Um, Thomas, please tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Oh, just go to just like type my name into type Dr. Thomas Otter into Google and you'll you'll find me. Yeah. Um, or com. That's Acadian. It's, in case you didn't know, Acadian is actually a mountain in, in Vermont. And Jason was there one day when he founded the firm, and that's why he got the idea for the the name. All, all venture capital firms have to be based on a mountain or some kind a of, summit of some kind. Yes, <laughs> some kind of geographical, <laughs> some kind of geographical. In, in, funny enough, they're always things that go up. It's a Sisyphus like, thing. Yes, they're not, they're not, you don't say like like. There's never like a, a VC firm called Crater. You know. <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought it was a, a, a Cajun reference. I'm surprised. I, I did too. Reference. I didn't realize it was. Yeah, I, I was thinking something about gumbo. You know, I wasn't uh, thinking about. <laughs> no, no, it's, at all. It's, it's the mountain, and it's the mountain somewhere in uh, somewhere in in in. There's a Acadian national park in Vermont. Yes, interesting. Uh, hey, anyway, it's lovely to talk to you, good people, and we've gone on for. Yeah, we've gone on to, for, for too long. I will give you guys one last book to read, which I think is really, really super, which is person by Kathy O'Neill. Uh-huh. I don't really call The Weapons of Math Destruction. Yep. But uh, it's a great it's a great book. And I'm um, sure our listeners will appreciate all, that. We should all read that one. Cool. Good. Right, Excellent. Folks. Until right, next thanks, time. Thanks for next time. Let me see you both. Cheers. Thank you. And thanks Bye-bye. for listening to this episode of The Work Podcast. <laughs>